How are we doing, my self-improvement friends? It's Brian Ford with Self-Improvement Daily. Take ownership of your personal development one tip at a time. Let's do it. Time for another self-improvement sit-down. The typical format of the podcast is I share a short, two-minute, bite-sized personal development approach, mentality, technique, or exercise that's meant to introduce you to new opportunities for personal growth. You can tune in every weekday to appreciate those, and I recommend you subscribe now if you haven't already. But today is different, and in our self-improvement sit-downs, we bring on experts in their field, people who are at the top of their industry, and we take the time to learn from them in detail. In this way, we can see the whole picture that makes them who they are, appreciating their transformation and their expertise. Let's jump into today's interview with an absolute stud. It is self-improvement sit-down number 17 with Brian Mazza. And we are live. Today's guest is Brian Mazza, and he is a very diversified entrepreneur and influencer. He began hustling in the hospitality business, co-founded the Ainsworth, which is a series of sports bar-themed restaurants spreading across the country. He created the fashion brand Windsor Custom, and now focuses on his work as the founder of High Performance Lifestyle Training, HPLT, where he offers online trainings, has a facility in New York, and puts on intensive and life-changing fitness retreats. At these events, he's brought in legends like David Goggins and CrossFit champion Matt Frazier, and his influence in the fitness industry has landed him magazine covers with Men's Health and features in the New York Times and Bodybuilding.com. Brian believes that everyone is born a high performer, and he wants to pull that out of people to create more efficient and high-octane lives. If you thought that I was dialed in and a high performer, this guy is next level. My man, Brian, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for that intro. It was uh, very nice. I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're a beast, man. You're a beast. I've been following you for you know, a year or two and just the see, I see the stuff that you're posting is unbelievable. Some of the things you're accomplishing and kind of what you can get yourself to do. And that's, that's what I love to focus on. So as I mentioned, you've been successful across the board and, you know, in so many different industries and that experience serves you and has built you into what you've become today. But I do want to focus on your work at HPLT because I think it's most relevant and most interesting to this personal development crowd. So just to establish a baseline, I'd love to understand more about your mission at HPLT and why you've chosen to adopt a high-performance mindset in your life. Sure. Um, Well, you know, after being in hospitality for 15 years, um, you know, nothing lasts forever. And as you evolve as a person and experience new things in your life, whether that's having kids, being married, uh, having a catastrophic injury or sickness, um, I think you evolve and, and you see life through a different lens. Um, and, you know, at one point in my life, I wasn't tapped in and it, it didn't click in my brain to understand what being a high performer for me was. Um, and, you know, I, I like you said in the intro and the ethos of um, my brand now is that I personally and my mission is I personally believe that everyone has the capabilities to be a high performer. Now, a high performer means something different to everyone, which is why I think it's so unique and cool, right? Um, it's not like we're just doing a bodybuilding competition where you really just have to focus on muscle mass and developing your, your body for an aesthetic look or 
Um, not even if you're just doing, say, a triathlon and you have to be the fastest to beat the time. Um, a high performer means something different to everyone, which is super unique. Uh, it doesn't mean you need to have abs. It doesn't mean you need to lift heavy or run mm-hmm. fast or whatever. It's what are you doing on the daily routine that is putting you in the optimal position to be the best you possibly can be. And if you consistently do that for yourself, I guarantee you things will start happening around you in a more positive um, and influential way where you will just become hungrier and uh, happier. So, you know, like I said, when I left the hospitality industry, I created high performance lifestyle training because I made that leap for myself uh, a couple of years ago where, you know, I'm, you know, just being in the bar business, I was the party guy, I was the fun guy. And I went cold turkey, stopped drinking because I wasn't tapping into the mornings and the morning routine that I, I wanted so bad. Uh, I was missing workouts because I was hungover. I was uh, getting anxiety from emails and uh, meetings and it just wasn't right for me. So I said, you know what, I'm going to actually do something that is totally opposite of my career and uh, make this leap and see where it, it can take me. And once I started making those small changes and make, getting those small wins, large victories really started to come on my plate and, you know, landing men's health cover twice or getting six figure deals for sponsorships. Um, it just started coming very frequently and naturally. So I said, wow, this is something that I love. I'm getting addicted to this lifestyle of just being happy um, and loving putting myself, maybe I'm a masochist, but putting myself through certain pain for growth um, with, with the workouts. And for me also, my workouts are so strenuous and so difficult that any other shit that comes my way is a joke. <laughs> you know, like, like right now, uh, after this podcast, I mean, it's 23 degrees here in New York and, uh, you know, I got five miles of, uh, hill sprints to do, uh, two of my buddies just canceled on me and it's like, which sucks. I mean, I could have told you they were going to do that, but <laughs> you know, I have to go out and get it because it's my body deserves it. My body deserves that work and deserves that mentality to keep pushing through. So I know it makes me better. I know it makes me a better dad, a better husband, a better friend, a better business owner. Um, but everybody like David says, David Goggins, that we only tap into 40% of ourselves. And um, over the years, I, I just love tapping into more and more of what I'm capable of doing. Um, and it's just been a really wonderful ride. Yeah, that's awesome. And what you've done is, I mean, you've created this expectation for yourself that you're going to prioritize all of those things that you know are important to you. And I think that's so interesting that, you know, you have your buddies that are quitting on these hill sprints and you're still hitting them because, you know, that's the kind of thing that you have, you know, that's the intention that you've set for yourself. And that's exactly what you're going to hold yourself to. And there's something actually I featured on the podcast before I sent it over to you. I don't know if uh, you've seen it, but I featured your message on the pain of regret versus the pain of discipline. And I think that kind of plays yeah, in here, sure. right? So, and I'm curious to learn a little bit more about that because there's got to be some kind of layer of motivation built into being disciplined. And how does discipline tie into high performance and kind of achieving what you're, as you're saying, what your body deserves? Well, I mean, I think, and it's not just, say, let's not even talk about fitness for a second, but if you're not disciplined in your life or disciplined in your trade, um, you won't be successful. That's just the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to, you know, realign myself all the time. Um, it's just being human. Right. And it's, like I said, you know, with this high performing life that I think I live, 
Um, <laughs> you do. <laughs> you have to adjust. You always have to adjust. And that's the beauty of it. Uh-huh. Um, you're, you're never going to, if you, if you want to plateau, that's up to you, but you always have to adjust. So discipline is something that um, is really vital in the consistent work um, that you do ment- mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally in order to grow um, as a human. So, you know, like, I don't think anyone has ever said that they felt worse after going into a workout and then finishing that workout. Um, you know, so like if you, you're, you're doubting yourself about doing something in a workout or something in life, you have to go do it because you're going to come out better. There's no one who's ever come to my retreat who came and left worse. They've only been improved. Right. So like, for instance, I was supposed to complete in an Ironman, um, in Colombia this Thanksgiving weekend. And unfortunately, uh, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't um, efficient enough to look at the damn calendar and understand that Thanksgiving was a week late this year. So um, the Ironman was actually Thanksgiving weekend. So I had to cancel that. But, and that was a major regret that I couldn't, you know, do that because I was training and trying to accomplish a goal of mine. But instead of me uh, just sulking in that and, and, you know, just backing down from that, I signed up for a half marathon. Um, and PR'd at a seven minute pace for the half marathon and came in 21st out of, you know, 400 people. So it's stuff like that, that you have to constantly uh, bounce back from. And when you make mistakes, you have to just man up and, and figure something else out to do and to push yourself. So, you know, these workouts are brutal and, and sometimes life gets brutal, but you know, you have to just get through it because at, at the end of the day, you only Tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow's not here. You know, that's how I look at it. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So you just got to get after it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great philosophy. And it especially kind of really hones you down and and allows you to appreciate the things that life has to offer. Because yeah, I mean, Ferris Bueller, if you don't look around once in a while, you're going to miss it, right? So kind of that discipline on a daily basis holds you accountable to enjoying and kind of really taking yourself seriously in those moments. Um, And it's something that you kind of mentioned, kind of how people go into those workouts and they feel better on the outside of it. That actually is a great point that kind of circles back to the last interview I had with Heather Monahan. I don't know if you're familiar with her work, but it's kind of a vote of confidence for every time that you listen to your inner voice. And that's kind of what you're doing. Like every time you step into a gym or you have one of your clients step into a gym, they have this vote of confidence being like, yes, I set my intention and here I am fulfilling it. And what that does is it has downstream effects throughout the rest of your life and in all areas of your life. You know, so that's like a huge part, at least in my opinion, what discipline does is just the intention of, man, I did what I said I was going to do. And I know we're talking a lot about physical and you've alluded to a lot of like the mental, spiritual, psychological parts of high performance and discipline. But I guess what are some of your practices that help you be a high performer, not just in fitness, but also in the other areas of life? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, the nutrition side of it, you have to be dialed in. Um, I think it's important, you know, to, to cut back on drinking and cut back on any other activities that aren't uh, positive in your life. I also think, you know, you need to evaluate your circle of friends and circle of, of people, um, Mm -hmm. in your camp because, uh, they could be holding you back and you might not know that there's a lot of people that might not be cheering for you, um, that you think are cheering for you. So that negativity needs to be excluded, um, immediately. You know, also, you know, uh, I'm married and 
just like any other marriage or relationship, you know, we have our ups and downs and beef and we fight and uh, it's really difficult. Like right now, my five month old son is super sick. Um, we're, we haven't been sleeping this month. It's, I mean, I don't even know the last time I slept probably over six hours consistently. Um, and it tests you, right? So you need to find a partner that even though you might fight about stuff and, and brawl about stuff in, in general, um, you need to find someone who has your best interests always and your family best interests always in your camp, because that will just continue to keep the positivity around you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I'm getting older, my circle is getting way smaller. Um, you know, I still talk to my best friends, like every single day from growing up that I've known since maybe five years old. And that's my crew. That's my core, um, which I'm very fortunate in that way. But I've also, you know, put a lot of people in places around me that will hold me accountable, that will, won't allow me to slack, that won't allow me to fail. And at the end of the day, like, you know, a lot of people do a lot of shit in their life that they don't want to do. Right. And I mean that with a career and a job. So that's probably the most important thing too uh, in finding your path to happiness and success is find out really what you don't want to do. Um, and that's probably the easiest way to find out what you will and want to do. You know, I'm 35 years old and I had a really promising um, and successful hospitality career. You know, we've grossed over $100 million in revenue. Um, and now I'm reinventing myself and really finding my purpose. And, and that's through HBLT and fitness and wellness and uh, being influential in a positive way and helping people. So the journey is great. And, you know, I'm, I want to be on this earth as long as I can possibly be in, in that positive motivational way um, for my family and then for people that are following and surrounding me. Beautiful. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. And I mean, that's kind of just like you said, creating the environment around you to succeed and to take yourself seriously as a high performer, right? I mean, this world is shared. So it's so important that we have that energy that's around us so that we can make sure we stick to those intentions. And I think kind of one, one of the big acts, at least that I've noticed that um, you've kind of incorporated in your life that relate to this holistic self-care and uh, kind of high performance uh, outside of fitness is your morning routine. And I believe that you have chosen to wake up at 3.45 in the morning just so you have that time to really kind of step into yourself, prioritize yourself, and do the things that you need to do. You mind kind of telling us a little bit about that morning routine and what it means to you and, and kind of how you came about it? Yeah, so, you know, morning routines are, are I think, the best way to start um, getting on the right path for success. And, and they're, they're going to change, right, as you evolve as a person. And if you have kids or not, you know, they obviously come first, so they change. So probably this past five, six months, my routine has changed drastically. And I think that has screwed me up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So when you have a newborn, obviously you're not sleeping or feeding in the morning, you're doing all these things. So, you know, your time is taken away, but um, when you are able to have a more consistent routine, uh, this is how I like to really do it. So I'm up three forty-five, four thirty 30 in that range, right? I give myself that buffer time. Sure. And for me, um, since I do have two kids and, uh, you know, I'm building this new career and building this platform, uh, it's in very, very important for me to have my alone time. Mm-hmm. We're so inundated with so much bullshit every day of, you know, just Instagram and, and work meetings and just bullshit all day that you might stop and be like, wow, I didn't do anything for myself today. And I, I really, you know, make sure that my time, my fitness time is it's really it's selfless. It's not selfish because I need those three or four hours before the world basically gets up to get what I need to get done. For instance, I closed two deals this morning before the world even woke up. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So if I wanted to stop working right now at nine in the morning, I could do that. But obviously it's not how I roll. So I wouldn't, but <laughs> I need to get everything done. So that is, I need to meditate for 15 minutes. Uh, I have a routine with my dog who comes down with me and, and just chills with me. And it's, you know, I, my dog is very, very important to me and my family. So I definitely treat her like she's a human and we bond and we do our thing. And then I just get on the computer and the emails and then, then plan my content for the day and plan my workouts and get everything done. So I already had two cups of coffee before my family has woken up. I'm already dressed. I'm already ready to go. Um, and I think it's also important if, if there's any fathers or mothers listening to here that get up and, you know, for their children and everything, I never wanted to be that dad that got woken up by his kids, um, to get their bottle ready or whatever. So it's very important for me that I set them up for success because then I set myself up for, for success. So their bottles are ready. Their breakfast is ready. Um, their clothes are ready for what they're going to wear. They're all s- sorted out prior to them getting up. So when they get up, it's just bang, bang, bang. Everyone's good. Everyone is set up. Their bottles are warm. Their food is warm. They walk into success right away. So that's a very, very important thing of mine. Yeah, that's such a good point because, and it, that goes exactly back to you taking care of yourself so that you can serve others. You know, you come from this place of daddy's got to do everything that he's got to do, you know, and let me get in a place where I can then provide and be selfless, kind of as you mentioned. Yeah, sure. And, I, and I'm not saying that I need to do that at, eight, nine in the morning, right? right. Or, or 11 in the morning when everyone is up. Right. I'm saying I need to do this right now when no one is up. Let me do me uh, and sort it out. You know, like when the weather is a lot warmer, I'll go on my runs at four in the morning um, and run these half marathons and run these, you know, not races, but run these long distance runs and do all this stuff before everyone wakes up. Yeah. Selfishly, I love the warm, the warm weather in the morning, but I do that because then I can really provide and give everything 100% to my my crew when when they wake up. Oh, totally. And the intention there is you understand that you have to provide it. You also have your responsibilities to other people. So how do you marry the two and make them both work? You make time for yourself. And that's why you're doing it so early in the morning. So no, that's a really admirable trait and also so important just to be in a position to deliver like that. So no, I'm I'm glad you highlighted that. And, And now I'd like to highlight a different kind of pillar to your brand as HPLT is evolving. It's this idea that nothing changes if nothing changes. And I've heard it, I, you know, the first place I saw it was through you. And then I've seen it so many other places. It really makes me think kind of, you know, if you want to step into something new, you have to take action. And what does that mean? You know, action usually requires change. So, and, and after learning a little bit more about you and your personal life, I know that you can definitely speak to this because like you said, in hospitality, you were the party guy, then you became the food guy. Now you're the health and wellness guy, you know? So like you've had change uh, constantly throughout this kind of, journey in your career but i want to know yeah. just right um, from the source what does what does the quote mean to you nothing changes if nothing changes sure so i think um when my dad uh, had quadruple bypass surgery a long time ago for you four, four or five years ago you know it really it really shook the core of our group in our family and i was like wow you know my dad looks super healthy on the outside but his pipes and everything on the inside weren't so unfortunately, he had to go through this procedure. And that's when I was like, wow, the same shit that he's been doing for all these years ha- wasn't working. And the same shit that I've been doing, hang hung over this and that, and getting moody and then just being irritable a lot from not taking care of myself. Like, I'm not getting a different outcome. Or if I'm continuing to work out a certain way and I'm not changing, like, 
what is going on? I mean, it's your typical stuff, right? You go to a gym and you see the same guy or girl for five years in the same position doing the same work and they just have not changed their body. Um, and they, they're not a, a different person in a positive way. So it took me a while. So, you know, just from being in business and everything, I was like, wow, I really love this quote. Nothing changes, nothing changes. As I kept saying it to myself, like, wow, if nothing's going to change in your life, Brian, nothing's going to change in your life. Like you have to do that. So I just kept writing it down and then it took me a while. I actually trademarked it. So it took me a while to trademark it and get that cleared, um, which is great. And then I just, you, you know, put that quote to everything in my life. And, you know, in my marriage, if, you know, things aren't going as, as planned and, and we're two working parents, you know, we, we take a step back and then we reevaluate um, how to make it better. Um, same thing in business, right? It's like the definition of insanity if you keep doing the same damn thing and you're not seeing different results like what are you doing and the best part about it is if something's not working great let's laugh about it let's applaud each other that we're fucking up let's stop and let's change it so we're not and then we continue to grow so you can literally apply that to every damn thing of your life um that's why i think that the nothing changes brand is so successful because People can put that in so many different categories and boxes of their daily journey um, and they could just plug and play. And, and that's why I think people really buy into it. Totally. I mean, and that's what stood out to me is it takes so many different forms and it has so many different applications that anyone can kind of take it at face value, mold it into their life, what they're looking for and be like, you know what, like, like you said, the results will be consistent unless anything, you know, different happens. So just like owning that mentality of like, okay, if I want to create a change, that means this is a change needs to start within myself. So I think that's, uh, you know, really and also like a, a, so many people, you know, were reaching out to me about, you know, that I love the, you know, how do you do this? How does it get it? How do you get abs? And, and that's like just the, the, you know, materialistic, I guess, <laughs> yeah. facade that people like to see, but like, it's really interesting to hear from people and be like, wow you want to change, but you're still eating really unhealthy or you're still drinking four nights a week. Like, how do you expect to, to stop that? You know, and I go through this too, and it's really funny. So during the holidays, I'm always like a disaster and I love to eat. I, I just, it's like my time to like, you know, give, give in a little bit, which is totally fine because we're human and as you should. Absolutely. But I'm always like, Oh man, I look at my stomach. I'm like, dude, Look, the summer, it was so great. You're so dialed in. And I, per, I'd had this conversation with my buddy the other day. I was like, there's nothing better sometimes than being so tunnel vision dialed in with your routine, your fitness, and your nutrition. Like, you feel like you could just accomplish anything. So probably about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I was like, wow, my stomach is not where I want it to be. Just personally, my muscles, I'm, I'm losing a lot of muscle because I'm training more endurance stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to tweak and make minor changes to that. And now I'm putting muscle back on at a rapid pace. I'm getting more shredded that I, where I want to be and even during the holidays. So I'm adjusting my food intake, what I'm eating, how I'm eating it. Um, and it's just little minor tweaks. And it goes back to when we first started this podcast, when I said the small wins and the small little positive things that happen in your life will lead to big results. Yeah. So, you know, it's how much water you're drinking, change that up. You might need to change this or the time of day you're eating or intermittent fasting. Like the best thing is the sun is going to rise tomorrow. So you could try new shit all the time. And once it works, stick with it. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great point. And yeah, kind of, again, like bringing that full circle, like it's so important. I'm, I'm a huge advocate of the compound effect. You know, that small incremental changes lead to a lifetime of results. I think that's, 
I mean, that's built into everything that is improvement oriented, right? And it goes back to nothing changes, nothing changes. You have to make that small change to then bring that big result that compounds. So it's, it all ties together in a nice bow. So I, I love how there is this kind of cohesive uh, strategy and mentality to it. So that's awesome. And I also appreciate you mentioning that, you know, even though you're Mr. High Performance, that you still slip up, you know, like there is kind of a realistic part of life where it's like, yeah, I mean, as disciplined or as perfect or as anything that you can be, like there is this real possibility that things don't go to plan, that you lack willpower one day or another, you know, and it's just like, I think that's a very refreshing message that as long as you have your systems and your routines built into you and you do it most of the time and it's, it's a routine that you enjoy that you know is serving you, then you can kind of give yourself a hall pass on some of those times when you slip up. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I, for myself, I had to go, you know, before this call, cause it was early for me. Um, before this call, I had to do a, like a seven minute meditation instead of a 10 minute, you know? So it's just like a little different little compromises, but still sticking to the. Oh, and it happens all day long. I mean, I can't even tell you how many workouts I have to get cut short because something right. Like oh, a totally. phone call or a meeting or stuff like that. And, or, you know, I made a pain cave in my garage and it's like, if I want to get after it and then my wife needs me to do something or, you know, like you have to adjust and you have to be amenable to all the, all of this stuff. Um, but you know, that's just life. And you know, like my post, I put a post up today regarding, um, I was doing a shoot for nothing changes, nothing changes for content. And, uh, I found out that day that I lost, uh, um, huge TV, uh, show opportunity to a buddy of mine, which I'm so happy for him, but they picked him. And, you know, it, it, I could have sat there and I was looking for other people to blame. I really was. And I was just like, you know, fuck it. You, you didn't do the interview as good as you should. Um, you rushed. You weren't in the shape that you should have been in for that. And it's just like, you know, that's just life. And you have to understand that. And you just have to be able to adjust what you're doing constantly. Yeah. And there's, you know, you can lie to everybody all day long but you cannot lie to that person when you get out of the shower and look at yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And also it's important to be fair to that person. Cause like you said, like, Oh, I'm not in the best shape. I should be. It's like, well, you realize that you have a kid that's sick right now. And like, there are other things in life that are taking you kind of off your course. So of course you can't be a hundred percent in different areas because you're busy with other things. And that's again, just part of life. And I think kind of the, the core point of that, which at least what I took from it and what I want to appreciate is just having the discipline to start. So whether you get pulled out of a moment, just like having that intention, knowing it's important for you, having that discipline to start really just emphasizes and provides that positive feedback into the routine that you know serves you. And then what you can do is take that and just get as much out of it as you can, but you know that, hey, at least I have this system built and I can rely on it on a consistent basis. So love that point, yeah. awesome. Cool, and then one last topic before we sign off here. Um, and this is kind of coming from a different angle, so I'm curious to know what you think because we're talking about high performance and everything, um, but kind of the, the contradiction to high performance is low performance and the areas that we are performing at our lowest is our weaknesses. So I'm curious to know what your mentality is when approaching weaknesses, whether you try and improve upon them or if you just focus on the things you're good at. Um, that's an awesome question. So I'm a horrible swimmer um, and I'm getting more involved in endurance sports. So you know, swimming actually made me really nervous and insecure about it, but you have to triple down on your weaknesses mm -hmm. and you have to fight with, uh, on them, through them, at them. So I made it a point this summer to really work on my swimming and, uh, you know, improve my swimming, my swimming greatly, not where it needs to be, but it's something that when you have your weaknesses, you need to, you know, you need to utilize everything else you have that you you're positive in and great at 
to help you get through that because um, at one point you weren't great at these things, but you might have enjoyed doing them to get good at them hmm. or better at them, right? So a lot of these things, whether it's like I used to hate Excel, I used to hate doing Excel for finance stuff, but you know, you have to do it. And now I'm, I'm nasty with it and I love it. Um, and it just becomes second nature. So, you know, I, I'm not even a runner. I don't consider myself a runner. You know, this summer I was running eight fifty nine minute miles and now I'm running seven minute miles for half marathon pace. So it's stuff that you just have to do. Um, and no one is going to do anything for you. That is just the bottom line. Even your wife, even your partner, your husband, whatever, they're not going to do it for you. And if they continue to do it for you, you're not going to be able to get it done and there'll be resentment and all that stuff. So, you know, just get it done, work at it. Um, like today, do I really want to go run in 24 degree weather for five miles on, uh, you know, quarter mile hill sprints? No, but you know, it's something I want to get good at and something that I know, you know, it's only temporary pain, you know, so you just got to triple down on it and then it'll, it'll be over eventually. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, no, that's a great mentality. I was definitely curious to hear your response. And um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And especially since you're such a multifaceted entrepreneur, you, you, I mean, that's kind of built into you also is like, okay, let me pick in these areas where I don't know much about it. Oh, I may not be good at this instead of, you know, delegating or outsourcing, you need to build yourself up and be competent in that, you know, and that just is across, you know, different domains of your life. So no, that's awesome. Great point. Where can people learn more about you, Mr. Mazza? Uh, right now, I think one of the best ways is uh, through my Instagram at Brian Mazza. Um, another great way is uh, through HPL training on Instagram. And we are uh, redesigning a website right now. So that'll be ready come January 1, where people can get updates on training programs, um, HPLT retreats, and everything we have going on. Beautiful. Cool. I'll direct people to that. That's awesome. And then if you could just highlight one takeaway, one thing that you want to land with the people listening today that kind of either summarizes or adds to what we've already talked about? What's kind of that really important snippet you want people to hear? You know, I want people just to understand that, you know, you have to give it your all every single day and just show up and get it. You know, tomorrow's not here. And that's so, so cliche, but you just have to understand that, that, you know, shit can always be worse too. Um, but if you show up consistently every day, positive things will happen. Amazing. Dude, I really appreciate you making the time, especially with the family and everything. You know, you have so much going on and uh, it means the world to me that you can make the time for this conversation. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. That dude is a beast. Brian Mazza is just someone that operates at the next level. Everything he does has intensity, focus, and intentionality. And it's no coincidence that he is single-handedly redefining what it means to be a high performer. In this conversation, we talked about a number of things. First is the general definition of high performance. While it's obvious to understand what high performance means in a physical and athletic sense, Brian helped us see how it applies in all areas of life, from relationships and business to health and discipline. We also talked about his motto at HPLT, Nothing changes if nothing changes. It's such a simple thought, but actually taking action makes all the difference here. If there's something in your life you aren't completely happy with, you need to be the one that puts in the work to explore new options and avenues. I enjoyed learning from Brian today, and I'm sure this isn't the last we'll hear from him. But for now, 
Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time on Self-Improvement Daily.